Welcome to Mark Connor's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au. Hi, everyone. I hope you are well. It's really good to be able to share with you today. Always enjoy being a part of the Bayside Church Services on the weekend. Well, it's been a big couple of weeks, hasn't it? In addition to school holidays, we've had the Queen's funeral, uh, 96 full years. And then we had the big grand final, Go the Geelong Cats. Uh, they were criticised as being too old and too slow, but in the end they were too good. Anyway, if you aren't interested in the Queen or football, at least you got a couple of free public holidays. And uh, so I hope you enjoyed that. Actually, I was just in Perth last weekend and they got uh, Queen's birthday on Monday in addition. Although I think that's now the King's birthday, however that works. Anyway, hope you've been well and really looking forward to sharing with you today. Uh, some of you may remember me sharing a story uh, of my early 40s, not too long ago, early 40s. Uh, I went through what I would describe as a six-month emotional valley. Uh, it was a very difficult time for me. Um, kind of took everything within me to get through the next meeting, the next appointment, the next task, the next event or project. And I was more pleased when something was done than when it was happening or occurring. Uh, it was a little bit like a cloud had kind of settled over my life and the shutters had come down. It was a little bit like a, a really dark and rainy day. Uh, you know, there's nothing going wrong externally. Your family life was good, church, work. So there was no external trigger for explaining this. And so I was, I was pretty confused. I wasn't sure whether this was some kind of spiritual wilderness that maybe God had me going through or maybe an attack from the enemy or who knows, maybe a midlife crisis. Uh, but I was in this valley and I wasn't sure what was going on, but my emotions were, were really low and it, it was a difficult time. I was thankful for the support of some friends and a, a coach uh, counsellor who I ended up talking with. And uh, through those conversations, I discovered that I was experiencing something called adrenaline exhaustion. Adrenaline exhaustion. I'd been living at a pace that wasn't sustainable. I'd go to India on a missions trip for a couple of weeks and come back on Friday, preach four or five times on the weekend, get on a plane on Monday, head to America. You know, I was, I was on fire. I was passionate for the work of God. But it was like my body and my emotions shut down. It basically said to me, we refuse to live at this pace. And it wasn't a quick fix. I didn't just snap out of it. It wasn't just a prayer. It wasn't just a moment where everything suddenly became sunny again. I was in this valley and it took some time. Eventually, after six months, I came out of that valley, as it were, and, and life returned to somewhat normal. And, you know, I've, I've not been in that valley since, but, but, but I've been near the edge. I can recognize when my emotions are really, really low. And so I wonder if you've ever had a rainy day, as it were, you know, days that were dark or bleak, um, the sun wasn't shining, your mood was low, you know, days where it's hard to get motivated and you're just kind of glad when the day is through. You know, so some people call these the blues, uh, other terms are despondency or dejection or uh, sadness or melancholy. Uh, depression is another word that's used a lot today. It simply means low mood. Uh, you know, for today's message, I want to share some rainy day reflections. And, you know, ra rainy days, uh, it's not a perfect term because I know some of you love the rain. And let's face it, rain's good for the garden and the water tanks. But I'm using rainy days just to refer to those days when 
we're feeling low and we're feeling down, when life isn't going as well for us. Uh, you know, sometimes you have a momentary <laughs> rainy moment. Sometimes it's just a rainy day, but sometimes uh, we can have weeks or months or maybe even years of these rainy days. You know, this area of our um, emotions is a complex subject, uh, but it's so important for us to talk about. The truth is all of us have rainy days. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe your football team lost. Uh, maybe you failed a test. Maybe your friend moved away. Moved away. Maybe, you, maybe you lost a job or had a difficult day or maybe you lost a loved one or you're battling with sickness or injury. There's lots of circumstances that can contribute to these rainy days. Uh, you know, unlike a physical injury or, or sickness, you know, someone's broken their leg, uh, you know, they're on crutches, it's evident that they're, uh, they've gone through a tough time and so everyone adjusts and adapts. You don't expect them to be running because they've had an injury. But you know, when you're going through those emotional lows, those rainy days, uh, it's just as painful, just as difficult, but no one can see it. You feel it on the inside, but no one can see what's happening. Uh, you know, these rainy days have many symptoms. It affects our thinking. Uh, during those rainy days, sometimes obstacles become seemingly insurmountable. It's hard to concentrate. We, we often lose interest in things. It affects our mood. You know, we can feel sad, discouraged, uh, overwhelmed. Um, we, we lose a sense of pleasure and satisfaction and joy. And sometimes apathy and even numbness kicks in. Uh, and our behavior is affected also. Uh, we just lack energy. It could be hard to kind of get up in the morning, let alone get going. These are some of the symptoms of, of those rainy days. Uh, and you know, it can happen to anyone. <laughs> it can happen to anyone. Uh, it's possible that maybe you're having a rainy day even today, or maybe someone in your world is. Um, you know, sadly, some people think that low mood, uh, having rainy day emotions is a sign of weakness. And that's just not true. You know, even strong people experience low mood or depression. Uh, you've all heard of Winston Churchill, a great uh, English leader who inspired many people, encouraged others to never give up and led his country through a major time of crisis. Yet, you know what? He suffered from regular times of depression. He actually named his depression the black dog. <laughs> and there were days when the black dog was there every day and then other days when it was gone. Other people like John Wesley, Martin Luther, Charles Spurgeon, uh, these were strong leaders and yet they also had rainy days. Some people think rainy day emotions are because of sin, you've done something wrong or you lack faith. You know, if you had a bit more faith, you'd be a bit more joyful and that's just, that's just not true. You know, Christian psychologist Arch Hart believes that low mood, including depression, can be a healing emotion if we cooperate with it. He says this, depression is a symptom that warns us that we're getting into deep water. It is, I believe, designed by God as an emotional reaction to slow us down, to remove us from the race, to pull us back so we can take stock. It's a protective device which removes us from further stress and gives us time to recover. And so in life, we'll have mountaintop moments, we'll have um, ordinary days, and sometimes we'll have those dark valley days where it seems like the rain will never stop. And so as I share a few reflections with you today about rainy days, uh, as I said, this is a complex area. I don't want to provide simplistic answers, and I'm definitely not a medical professional, but there are some general principles and insights and lessons that I think can help us today. And no matter what the weather report is in your life, you are not helpless. There is always hope. 
You know, life may get us down, but God always comes to lift us up. One of the things I love about the Bible is the Bible doesn't just have stories of victory and celebration and overcoming and joy. Uh, it also shows us the low points and the times when people like you and I struggle with rainy days. Uh, today we could go uh, and look at Job or Moses or David or Jeremiah or Jonah. There's so many stories of people who grappled with rainy day emotions. And so I want to, in our time together today, look at Elijah. You know, none of these people <laughs> were weak. None of them had sin in their life. None of them lacked faith. Uh, rainy days are a normal part of the human experience. So we're going to look at Elijah. Elijah was a, a great prophet in the Old Testament, and yet he had some really intense rainy day emotions. In fact, he was so down that he wanted to die. And, you know, God didn't judge him for his feelings. God came along and gave him some help and support during that time. Let's look at 1 Kings 19 together today. Uh, and it says this, When Ahab got home, he told Jezebel everything Elijah had done, including the way he had killed all of the prophets of Baal. So Jezebel sent this message to Elijah, May the gods strike me and even kill me if by this time tomorrow I have not killed you as you have killed them. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. He then went on alone into the wilderness and traveling all day, he sat down under a solitary broom tree and prayed that he might die. I have had enough, Lord, he said. Take my life, for I'm no better than my ancestors who have already died. Then he lay down and slept under the broom tree." It's pretty dramatic here. I mean, this is the great prophet Elijah. He's just won this big battle with the 450 prophets of Baal. God has answered by fire. He's prayed seven times and the drought has been broken. Rain has come. I mean, this is a man of faith, a man who's seen the power of God in his life. But right now he's so physically and emotionally worn out that he actually wants his life to end. Let's look at what God does in coming alongside and helping Elijah through these rainy days. Firstly, let's look in verse 5 and read onwards. It says, Elijah lay down and slept under the broom tree. As he was sleeping, an angel touched him and told him, get up and eat. He looked around and there beside his head was some bread baked on hot stones and a jar of water. So Elijah ate and drank and lay down again. Then the angel of the Lord came again and touched him and said, get up and eat some more or the journey ahead will be too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank. The food gave him enough strength to travel 40 days and 40 nights to Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. And there he came to a cave and he spent the night. I want you to notice when Elijah's in this down moment, his mood is so low, he's deeply depressed. The first insight we see is the importance of looking after our physical well-being, looking after our physical well-being. Uh, Elijah slept and slept and slept. And, you know, sometimes when you're feeling really low, sometimes just getting a good night's sleep, maybe sleeping in, getting some extra sleep just to refresh and to refuel. Um, you know, ad adrenaline it causes us to have highs and then we often have lows afterwards. Elijah's had this huge high, this huge mountaintop experience, and now he's crashed. It's the same in our life, you know, work builds up to a climax and then we have th those low days of recovery. If you ever played sport, you know, while well, the game's on, your adrenaline's flowing, you're not feeling anything. But the next day, or particularly the second day, you go, oh, you start to feel some of the bumps and bruises. 
It's a bit like that in life. Sometimes when we're going through intense times, we may not feel it, but sometimes there's the delayed reaction where we suddenly feel tired. So just getting a good sleep if you can. It's a great way to navigate rainy days. Uh, eating some healthy food. <laughs> Here the angel cooks up some bread. Maybe this is the original angel food cake. Who knows? But the angel cooks him a meal. And so, you know, the food that we eat, just avoiding junk food, eating some healthy food can help us. And, and then some exercise. Just moving uh, can really help us, whether it's just getting out, uh, going for a walk or a swim or riding your bike. Uh, it's really important that we just uh, look after our physical health and well-being. You know, when we're not well physically, then that affects our mood. And then our mood makes it difficult to look after ourselves physically and it's a downward spiral. And so you'll just notice that the angel just took some time to let Elijah sleep to have some food and some nourishment. Look after yourself physically when you're going through those low emotions. Secondly, verse 9 to 10, Elijah came to the cave where he spent the night. The Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? Elijah said, I have zealously served the Lord God Almighty, but the people of Israel have broken their covenant with you, torn down your altars and killed every one of your prophets. I am the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me too. Notice that God twice asked Elijah, what are you doing here? Elijah, what are you doing here? You know, when God asks a question, he's not looking for information. He's wanting us to think about and reflect what's happening in our life. He's wanting Elijah to observe his own thinking patterns. You know, when you're down, when you're going through a rainy day, when emotions low, not only look after yourself physically, but observe your thinking. What, what, what are you thinking? You know, when you're feeling down, you tend to think fairly negatively uh, and depressed thoughts actually cause more depressed feelings and then influence our behaviour. You know, Elijah here has he's wrongly concluded that his work is unfruitful, that life is not worth living, he's lost confidence. He wants to withdraw. And so you can see his thinking is negative. He actually says, I'm the only one left. That's what he thought. Now, a little later in the story, you'll see God says to him, I've still got 7,000 people who haven't bowed the knee, the knee to Baal. You know, Elijah's thinking was out 7,000 to one. <laughs> he thought he was the only one. God goes, hey, I've actually got 7,000. That's how distorted his thinking was when it came to reality. And, and you know, when we're down, when our emotions are low, this is what happens. Uh, our feelings cause our thoughts to be more negative. We have a depressed bias. Uh, we tend to exaggerate the bad and minimize the good. Uh, and we lose objectivity. Our thinking gets distorted. And so it's really important that we observe our thinking when we're down particularly. You know, it's easy to become incredibly pessimistic and see all the negative and miss all the good things that may be happening. In his book, Learned Optimism, Martin Seligman, a leading influence in the area of positive psychology, he says that none of us are pure pessimists or pure optimists, but we lean one way or the other. And the key thing is the way we explain what's happening in our life. You know, pessimists see things as permanent that uh, they, they will be there forever rather than temporary. Pessimists see things as pervasive, affecting all of our life rather than just 
one area. And pessimists personalize negative things. They blame themselves rather than acknowledging that there's other people and other circumstances that influence most situations. And so optimism and pessimism, negative or positive uh, approaches are ways of thinking. And you know, if we just look at our thinking, then we can learn to observe it and then to make some changes and adjust the way we're thinking about situations. And so when you're feeling down, when you're feeling low, not only look after yourself physically, take care of your own well-being, but just look at the way you're thinking. Observe, observe your thoughts. That's what God's doing, Elijah. Elijah, why are you here? Got him, got him to externalize what he's thinking and, and he's, he's thinking pretty negatively. I'm the only one who's left. And through conversation with God, God was able to kind of renew his mind and bring it more in line with reality. Let's keep reading verse 15 to 16. Then the Lord told Elijah, go back the same way you came. Travel to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive there, anoint Hazael to be king of Aram. Then anoint Jehu, grandson of Nimshi, to be king of Israel. And anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, from the town of Abel Maholah to replace you as my prophet. I want you to notice the third thing God does is he provokes Elijah to action. First of all, he looks after his physical well-being, gets him fed and rested and refueled. Then he gets him to observe his thinking and start to adjust some of the distorted thoughts that he has. Now he just gives him a few simple tasks, three things, not 20, <laughs> three things to do. Uh, you know, sometimes when we're idle, when we're just sitting alone in a cave, it's pretty easy just for that downward spiral to continue. And we focus more on our problems than our opportunities. What does God do? He gets him out of the cave and he gives him a couple of simple things to do. There's two kings that need crowning and there's an assistant named Elijah that you need to appoint as your successor. You know, sometimes when we're down, um, we, 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 we can't do a lot of things, but just taking some baby steps. You know, when I was in that emotional valley, I had to look after myself more physically. I needed some people to help process my thinking, and I just needed to take some baby steps. And so maybe for you, it's just doing one thing today, or maybe just three things, not 20. Uh, just reduce the bar of expectations on what you can accomplish. You know, Martin Luther, who, who I mentioned, struggled with depression. Uh, he said this, a good way to exercise the devil is to harness the horses and spread some manure on the fields. <laughs> what, what, what a funny set of advice. In other words, just get out and do something. Uh, do something productive because it'll get you moving and feeling a little bit better. When you're down, naturally you feel sluggish, you don't have energy. And so just a simple task, just doing a couple of things, a couple of small things can just reignite your energy and provoke yourself to action. Uh, Dr. Carl Menager is a major mental health professional and uh, once he was being interviewed and uh, someone asked him, Dr. Menager, what would you advise a person to do if that person felt a nervous breakdown coming on? It's a pretty big question, isn't it? Well, what would you advise someone who's just about to see their life fall apart? You, you, know, you think he'd say, well, go see a psychiatrist. But you know what he answered? He says, tell them to lock up their house, go across the railroad tracks, find somebody in need and help that person. That's quite profound. Here's this mental health professional. Someone's losing it, falling apart. He says, you know, sometimes the best thing you can do 
is in the midst of your despair is go and help somebody else. Just taking a step. Maybe it's volunteering. Maybe it's just calling someone else. Maybe it's just going and and dropping a meal by somebody. When you get focused on someone else, sometimes that helps you to process those rainy day emotions. God gave Elijah a fresh commission, just gave him a few things to do. Finally, uh, let's go back to verse three to four. There's another insight there uh, today. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He went to Beersheba, a town in Judah, and he left his servant there. Then he went on alone into the wilderness, traveling all day. And he sat down under a solitary tree and prayed that he might die. Notice that Elijah's loneliness and isolation actually fueled his low mood. And so the final thought for today is when you're going through some rainy day emotions, don't go it alone. Yes, solitude and silence can be helpful at times for us to gather our thoughts. But sometimes when we're going through these low moods, we really need other people in our life. It's interesting that Elijah left his servant and he went on alone. And it was in that isolation that his depression, his despair, his despondency simply nosedived even further. And so so when we're going through those rainy days, we need friends, we need fellowship, we need community. Uh, You know, it's, it's not adversity that destroys people. It's lack of encouragement during times of adversity. I've seen people go through some incredibly difficult times and yet come through because of the support that they have around them. I've seen other people go through not not such a big deal, but because they're alone and isolated, they, they barely cope. And so establish some supportive relationships. Elijah's uh, encouraged by God to go and appoint a successor. God didn't want him being alone. God wanted him part of a team. He needed companionship. And you'll notice a little later in 1 Kings 19, verses 16 and 21, he appoints Elisha and Elisha becomes his his servant, his assistant. You know, it's amazing in this story, Elijah went on to have some of his most effective years of ministry while training his successor, Elisha, who went up and went on and did twice as much as he did. And so when you're going through these rainy days, when you're feeling low, uh, don't isolate yourself. You know, we need one another more than ever. And that's one of the things I love about church is, is church is a community, a place where we can be there for one another in our small groups, in our serving teams, in our gatherings. Sometimes it could be a counsellor that could be that friend. Someone just to talk about what you're feeling, going through, processing it with them or a spiritual director or or a doctor or a medical professional. Don't go it alone. And so as we wrap this up today, uh, I'm I'm not sure what's going on in your life. Uh, I was prompted to share this message as I was praying for this weekend. Uh, Some rainy day reflections. All of us go through rainy days. It's not a lack of faith. It's not because there's anything wrong in your life. This is part of the human experience. And those rainy days, they they sap us of our joy. They uh, drain us of our energy and they can hinder us from fulfilling our purpose in life. But with God's help, we can navigate these rainy days and and come through. And so uh, I'm praying for you today. Maybe right now this message is just what you need to hear. You're going through a rainy day. Look after yourself physically. Uh, observe your thinking and watch for those distortions. Um, just, just do a few simple tasks 
and make sure you don't go it alone. You Maybe you're here and you're listening today and maybe you're a support person for someone in your family or a friend that's going through a rainy day. That, that's such a critical and crucial role. I want to encourage you today, but be sure to look after yourself too because that can be quite a draining experience. And finally, may, may we here at Bayside be a community that walks together with each other, whether the sun is shining and life is great and we're overcoming and full of joy, or whether we're going through one of these rainy days. May we be a community that uh, pulls together and helps and supports one another during those times. Let's pray together today. Dear God, I, I felt your spirit prompt me to share this message today, rainy day, Reflections. Thank you for the story of Elijah, the great prophet, the mighty, powerful prophet who did so many miracles through your power. And yet he went through an incredible low experience and you didn't judge him. You came alongside to support him and to help him through that time. And so thank you for the insights we've gained today. And for those listening, may we look after ourselves physically. Maybe it's just a good sleep or eating a little healthy or just getting moving a bit. May we observe our thinking and watch those distortions uh, of reality and, and, and see with your help that, that optimism, that hope reemerge. Uh, I, I pray that you'll help us just do a few things, maybe for the benefit of others. And finally, uh, may none of us walk alone. May we be a community that walks together, supports one another during the sunny days and the rainy days. So I pray that today, may your spirit be at work and be so near us at this time. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you. Great to be able to share with you today. Hope you have a terrific week. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au.